everyone's mic on? Yes. You guys are good? <laughs> Everybody have their coffee already? No? Yes, no? <laughs> you can tell by that. <laughs> How dare you make this panel early? <laughs> well, good morning, everyone. Hello. I am your host, London Jackson, and I am the creator of History of the Batman, and I do the Meltdown Comics podcast, History of the Batman with London, and thank you for coming this early. I know it's, it's a little early, but if you love Harley as much as I do and these creators do, it's, it's worth it, right? We hope come. so. We hope, we <laughs> I hope think you'll it would be. be. <laughs> yeah, thank you. So today we are here to celebrate Harley Quinn, a dynamic character, and we are here with the writer and artist of the Harley Quinn-centric books. We're here with Amanda Connor and Jimmy Palmiotti. So, hello guys. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks. Thank you. <laughs> Which I, first and foremost, am a fan of your Harley books. I have oh. been since you guys started the character. Thank you. And... We're celebrating Harley. She's almost 25 years old. I know. I know. It's like, you know, uh, I was talking to somebody the other day, and they're like, well, she's only been around for like five years, right? And I'm like, no. <laughs> yeah, that's it. All the, uh, all the, like, the, new, the uh, diehard fans are angry at the newer fans that don't know the history of it. I always laugh, like, online. There's always these battles. No, you don't understand. She's been around for a long time. You know, and they, they all get angry at each other. And that's the internet. It's a great place to be angry. It's a, it's a, it really is. That should be yeah. on a T-shirt. A great place, the internet. <laughs> Definitely. And there have now been so many different interpretations of Harley from starting with the animated series, as my shirt is, to yeah. the interpretation you guys do, and to now Margot Robbie's Harley Quinn. Um, so when you started the book, when you started the new run, how challenging or even easy was it for you to kind of keep that almost chaotic essence that she started with in 92 and throughout the 2000s and still make your own type of Harley for your book? Well, so. it's, it's funny because we were really trying to, they, they wanted us to do the newer Harley, but mm -hmm. we really love the classic Harley. <laughs> And we were like, so how do we integrate the two? And oh, sorry. And and we we were trying to figure out a way to integrate the two Harleys, you know, the the classic and the right. newer one. And um, we just sort of yeah, like mashed her together, <laughs> and and it seems to have worked. You know? Definitely. Yeah, I mean, we you know, I I uh, we're fans of the animated, obviously. Yes. Every everybody, if you don't know the animated series and you're a new Harley fan, you should go back. And watch them. They're pretty awesome. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. awesome stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then I worked on. I co-wrote the Injustice game, which had Harley yes. in it. And and um, and I think we did one Harley story really early on. We did this short story. We did. Um, and and yeah. uh, the the weird joke of it all, or the oddballness of us getting this book, was. Um, I was at a retailer uh, summit. So these are these are meetings that the company goes to a certain part of the U.S. and they say, and uh, like Dan DiDio and Jim Lee, and once in a while a guest artist or writer comes and they meet with all the retailers. Were you actually a guest artist or writer or were you just there for, was, for fun? I was, I was there. The Warner Brothers card was at the bar, so I was there. Um, I conveniently dropped by and it was in Orlando. it was close by. Yeah, it was in Orlando. And Dan DiDio said, why don't you come and meet the retailers and, you know, promote what you're going to do next. And uh, so I went. And one of the retailers in the group, you know, when, when they had the meeting was like, you know, you, should, you haven't done anything with Harley Quinn. You, sh you guys should do a Harley Quinn book again. And Dan DiDio literally just turned to me. I was standing next to him. He said, hey, you want to do Harley Quinn? And I'm like, sure. Why not? Let me talk to Amanda. And, and uh, that's literally how we got the job was I just happened to be in the right place. Wow. At the right time, and then that I really is a, a, the perfect example of right place at the right time. Yes, and, and I went home and I said to Amanda, I said, "What do you think about writing Harley Quinn?" And it sounds good. Yeah, and you we know? were just, and then yeah. we came back to Dan and said, "Okay, if we do it, um, if we write this book, we want to do something a little different." And I said, "Because when she was in Gotham, uh, Harley was the Batman universe's supporting character, so yes. she was always, you know, if the Joker was in the story, there was Harley." Um, she's even, always a secondary character. Even Birds yeah. of Prey, she was always surrounded by other uh, characters. And I said, if we can move her out of Gotham 
and then create her own little cast of characters and then, you know, give her like a, a new, a new brand new day type of thing. Um, we'd be interested in doing it. And at that Where time, is the perfect place for Harley Quinn to go. Right, which is Coney, which is, we thought Coney Island, because I'm a Brooklyn boy, and, and you see a lot of crazy things in Coney Island and if you've never been there. And she would just fit in without even, you know, nobody would blink. It's like, oh, you know, yeah. Coney Island is what it looks like. And, and, uh, and then we pitched that, and, and uh, he was, you know, Amanda did the drawing, which if you remember the first, one of the Zero book, which is Harley and the big Joker head, yes. you know, against the wall. And that actually was us playing off in Coney Island. They have the steeplechase clown, which has been there since 1915, I think. And he looked like the Joker. Yeah. And we thought, how cool. We'll, make, we'll just put the Joker head in there. And, <laughs> and then um, and we were in San Diego, I think, like a couple of weeks later. And I had a dream. Yeah. And, and, uh, <laughs> a crazy I, dream. This happens. Uh, this happens a lot with me. I had a dream that the first issue would be a zero book and that we would get like 16 different artists to draw it. And I woke up with that dream. And of course, I, like my morning, she's never, she has I, to have like nine this. of those <laughs> before she can even talk but to me. He wakes up and he's like, stop, I had this dream. And he's all full of energy. And I'm like, coffee. So. Yeah, and uh, so we had breakfast that day with Dan the Deer. And I said, look, you know, we had, I had this idea, like maybe like, you know, 15, 16, 17 different artists for the first issue, for the zero book, and Harley's trying out artists for her regular series. So we're breaking the fourth wall a little bit. It's a little oddball, and I said, but it might establish how crazy the book will be. And Dan said, well, you can do that book if you can get me, by the end of San Diego Comic-Con, those 18 artists to commit. So, so we ran around San Diego to every artist alley table and said, Hey, Bruce, Tim, you want to do a page on this, right? Would you do a page on this? And he's and we, like... We thought he was going to be the hardest one to get to say yes. And, he and just, he's just like, yeah, sure, why not? <laughs> and uh, Becky Coonan and Dave Johnson. We just went from table to table to bar to bar. A lot of times with the comic artists, you find them in bars because they, they, they're very social because they're not social. Yeah. They don't get out of the house while they're working and they come to a convention and they want to hang out all night. Yeah, they're like the kid that's 13 that says you can, you know, the babysitter goes, all right, you could stay up past midnight and they never want to go to sleep. That's how comic artists are <laughs> at night in, in bars. They just don't want to go home. They, they're so happy to be with their friends. But um, so we came back to Dan. I said, here, here's the list of artists. And he's like, Oh, all right, go ahead and do it. <laughs> I bet he thought that you couldn't do it. He kind of, I think, I think the idea was that, you know, you'll never do it. And, uh... That Zero issue is very funny. You have all those artists and all the looks of Harley, and yeah. you put her in a new place, and her design, her look is different, too. What was the reaction of the new well, look? The, the design was, a, well, they wanted to do the Harley Quinn that had been in Suicide Squad, and... My and this is an issue that I have. I hate neck ruffles, and in Suicide Squad <laughs> she has the neck ruffles, and I feel like it's the mullet of the 16th century. <laughs> I'm like, so I wanted to get rid of the neck ruffles, and I'm like, I want to fool around with the costume just a little bit, and I was fooling around with it, and I was giving her shoulder pads, and you know, so she could fight, and she could you know like have all these hard things to hit people with, and then I said to myself, I'm like. She looks like a roller derby girl. And I was like, that would be the perfect job for her, roller derby girl. You know, I don't know if it's a paying job, but it's something that I know she would love to do. Yeah. It's a painful job. A painful job. Yeah, it's not really a, hard. A painting job. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so we just put her in that outfit and it stuck. Yeah, I mean, you know, if you, if you went on the internet that day when that image went out... You get the usual people going, what have you, you've destroyed my character, it's the end of all mankind, uh, you know, why does she have shoulder pads, you know, and my argument was she doesn't have superpowers, so she kind of has to protect herself a little bit, you right. know, um, but, uh, but you can't really listen to the internet, although it's a, it's a wonderful symphony of singing in somebody else's car at times, you know, when you're doing your own thing, you know, oh, I, I hear that, but I'm going to ignore it. Um, <laughs> And, uh, and um, you know, so we, we, we just got lucky that uh, with that. And also with the Zero issue, it established something that, like, it was going to be a little crazier than usual. Um, and just a side note, we had uh, one artist in the book, uh, the late, great Darwin Cook. We gave him, he's a Canadian artist, and we gave him a page. I said, on, we, we here's wrote your it. script page. Here's your script page. <laughs> um, Harley is skiing with bacon 
is to, instead on, of skis. On bacon skis. On bacon skis. And <laughs> Joke is on a moose chasing it. We just used every cliche of Canada in one page. <laughs> and because he was a buddy of mine, and I said, I want to make him draw everything he's, he hates that everybody thinks that Canada is. And then he just completely ignored what we gave yeah. him and drew our wedding. Like with, yeah. with us, you know, we drew a wedding page. So we had to... He goes, here's what you're getting. And we were like, okay, yeah. we're going to argue with him. And, and by the way, we didn't script that book. So every artist did a, an idea of a page. Like we told Becky. Yeah, know, we did like plots on each, you know, like the idea on each page. And we didn't have any dialogue yet. And then when we got all the pages, we kind of moved them around and put them in order. So it made some sort of sense, which was really, <laughs> which is the craziest thing to do. If you're a writer, it's like. It, the only other book that was that insane was the Scratch and Sniff book. Oh, yeah. that was actually um, harder than <laughs> the was, Zero issue. Yeah, because the printer said, okay, the smell, whatever smell you pick, can only be on this top of the this panel page, this page, of this page. And it can't be back to back. And it, it, it was like so complicated. Right. So they said, so page oh, 11 has ridiculous. a smell in this corner. Page 15 has a smell in there. So we actually had to write a story where it just wound Around up smells. that these smells were in that panel. <laughs> and we had <laughs> three different smells. Yeah. So we had, oh, and, and you know what? We had written the story. So there were some smells that were supposed to happen that, and they, they told us too late that we, we couldn't. So we had to like do pretend smells or something like that. Like, well, we had we had one for Bernie the Beaver. Like his face was burnt, and they had a burnt. They had a barbecue they had smell. A barbecue smell. And Dan Dio goes, I don't really, you know, we want yeah. we don't want people going to the store scratching and sniffing the beaver in the in the store. And and I'm like, when he said that sentence, I was like, you know what, that makes sense. And he, I, and I, he, you know, okay. And actually, the way Jimmy's telling it, Dan is a lot more calm. Yeah. And yeah, you know, yeah. usually he's like. You, you, you and that beaver. Well, you just, you're, you're killing me here. <laughs> so. But, uh, but yeah, and then the, the, uh, the other smells, the marijuana smell was not even our idea, which is, yeah. nobody believes us, which is kind of, but we were laughing. because Whose I'm like, idea was it? I'm not even going to rat them out. I'm just going to say, <laughs> I, it was just somebody's idea. And I was like, well, they'll never They're do that. They're not going to let us do that. And they'll, and then, then there it was. And we, we, thought, we think maybe we were, we were helping legalize <laughs> marijuana in, in the, I don't know. It was just an odd thing. That, that book is like one of the weirdest. It, and we're off on a tangent, but go, go ahead. No, bring, but, it back, bring it back. But yeah. that book and all of her adventures, which are insane, but they're so fun. And you write a lot of strong female characters. You work on Starfire and you've worked on Power Girl. And for Harley, I feel in either the animated series or in earlier books she was always a strong character but she had the joker relationship and she wasn't her full self i feel mm -hmm. like sometimes her identity she kind of questioned it and she didn't really embrace her own self so i see in your books that she definitely has her she is her own person so yeah. how did you kind of mold harley into finding herself in your books was it just her on adventures with other people or i mean That's a really good question. That's out of the gate, I will say I, I only know strong women in my life. Okay, so when we write these books, I have one. I'm surrounded by them right now. And um, but but honestly, um, I've been doing. I used. To, I started with Painkiller Jane way back in the '90s, and I've always written strong female characters because that's all I know. And I've never had like the, so. I've I've never. People used to say, "Oh, you write such strong female characters." I said, "I wouldn't know how to write a different kind." A female character. So, right. um, you know, so I, I, I've kind of like never been in that position that maybe some yeah, other people might be. your mom was a tough cookie. Yeah, my mom and your was aunts. tough. <laughs> four boys. Anybody with kids understand having four boys, what kind of madness that is? <laughs> you know, uh, four adrenaline filled boys running through the house. My mom used to chase us with this wooden spoon. And it got bigger over the years. It got bigger and big so she could kind of reach because it used to break all the time. And then it used to get bigger. And eventually she had a golf club. So it was, uh, it was, uh, <laughs> yeah. but, but yeah, I mean, and that was, and that's one of the reasons that we pulled her out of Gotham is because we, we didn't want her to be secondary to the other characters in Gotham because if we kept her there, it would have been all about Batman and Joker and all this, and we really wanted to develop her. And um, we also wanted to, you know, like very slowly, the way it happens in real life, pull her away from her abusive relationship, even though she always has that, you know, you know like abusive relationships, you always have that 
um, there's, there's that pull. You know, like Joker is always going to have that sort of like, the sinister pull on her, but she really is trying to, you know, keep it at bay. Yes, and you know? I know in issue 25, which was a big deal, that she yeah. kind of takes on Joker and she kind of breaks away, in yes. a sense, from that relationship. And Harley was, I guess, essentially created for Joker. Yes, she was. She and so... Uh, and I've always seen Harley as that. So when I read that issue, I was like, that, that is a major deal for this character. Yeah. That she broke away from the person she was originally created for. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it was a big deal because yeah, she was, um, they wanted to give Joker, I think it, yeah, it was, um, it was uh, Bruce and, and Paul wanted to give the Joker a new henchman. And they were like, well, why not a henchwoman? And that's where she came from. She was just supposed to be a throwaway character. Yes. And now she's like a big character that stands on her own, which is awesome. Yes. You know, so, so, um, but yep. yeah, it was really important for us to make her her own person. And, and 25 definitely was the, um, we knew that was going to be the issue that was looked at panel by panel. <laughs> and we have a great editor. Chris Conroy is a yeah, great he's editor. And when we handed in the first script, he pointed out a couple of panels. He said, well, actually, you should flip it because that's something, you know, Joker would say in a way to get her. And, you know, he, he, he some great observations. And yes. once in a while, yeah. an editor really pays off. He was a, he's a great <laughs> one. <laughs> and editor. Um, yeah, and, and, uh, and we were like, okay, yeah, that's perfect. And, but we, we knew it was going to be looked at. And we didn't, you know, uh, it's funny because um, I used to say this about relationships. Most of the people understand this. The thing that attracts you to someone is usually the thing that does in the relationship eventually. So if you think about you're attracted to the bad boy, eventually the bad boy stays the bad boy, and it's the reason you're not with him anymore. And a lot of times, you know, what we're attracted to sometimes is the, not the smartest thing to be attracted to. <laughs> and, um, you know, they had a relationship where it, they were in a place where it made sense, and now it doesn't make sense for her so much. Um, right. So it, it'll always be there. I mean, we have... Um, we have in the new in the new issue out. We have a tease of of what's coming because the Joker will be coming in a couple of issues where mm -hmm. she has to deal with them in a completely different way she ever thought she had. And it's fun to throw it out there, you know. But we don't also don't want to make the book about Joker all the time because she's got her own cast of characters. We introduce crazy things like Eggy and Red Tool and all these crazy people, you know. And um, we, we want to give her the supporting cast because she's the star. Right. And what happens with a lot of comics, and if you guys notice this, is sometimes we'll have a book where the book kind of goes to all the other stories and gets off the main character sometimes. And our rule is Harley's always in frame, pretty much. It's yes. always about Harley, whatever's Harley doing. And then everybody else is secondary because it is her title. So it's an important thing to keep track of. Right. It's very, it's Harley-centric. Yes. And now there are, there have been, there's the regular publication, there's Harley and Power Girl miniseries yeah. and yeah. Little Black They're Book. so fun together, Harley and yeah. Power Girl. I love <laughs> them as a team. <laughs> Why was that a pairing that you were like, oh, I need to make that a miniseries? Because we really miss doing Power Girl. Uh, <laughs> love, love, love working on Power Girl. We're like, well, well let's just put her in the book. <laughs> yeah, she's coming back, too. Power Girl's coming yeah. back. Yes. We have a couple That's other... Awesome people that we're going to bring back you know um it's we sometimes we feel like we're in our own little universe sometimes with certain characters so we kind of say well if everybody thinks that then we might as well bring all our other characters into the book but again it has to all be about harley all the time yes and all of the books that are out now or were out it's how do you keep the audience kind of surprised with harley i know she's so fun and she's out there where do where is there inspiration that comes for the stories or how do you keep make sure that the characters <laughs> Just kind of still fresh and new and oh you had no idea we were going to do this story and jar this well, way. It's so funny because you know we live in Florida and a lot of really strange things happen in Florida and sometimes we just integrate them into our books. I like we're saying this in California. That's kind of funny to me too because I think these two states have a reputation of madness. Yeah. You know and I always say it's just colorful people that make I, it, I tell know. people we moved away from Brooklyn because it wasn't crazy enough for us anymore. Yeah. yeah. But it's 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 funny because the new issue, she has a mohawk and she's undercover in a punk rock band and she throws animal poo at the audience. We, uh, look, we, as we write it, we're laughing, like trying to get how crazy we can keep this but stay grounded with the character. Right. And um, 
I mean, even it, so we have a three-parter that's out now. I think the, the third part comes out next week, which is nice that it's twice a month, so it's almost catching up to us at all times. Um, <laughs> but the next issue, we have uh, issue eight. We have Harley and Ivy go to the Bahamas. Yeah. Uh, together for a vacation. <laughs> they take a break for a week. Harley's been promising Ivy this vacation for ages now. <laughs> and I will say there is no fighting in this issue. None. There's no superhero anything. But it's, you're still going to, your jaw is still going to hit the table. Well, she does. They, they, <laughs> they go down there for a vacation and Cy Borgman has a, like a, a, a condo in a, in a senior's nudist colony. And he... <laughs> And he, and he lends Ivy and Harley the condo for the week. And it's just about them and their relationship and the madness that's around them. Um, and, you know, we were laughing because they made the book, you know, it's twice a month now. So, I, you know, we talked to Dan. I said, so we can kind of get a little more experimental with it. We can get a little more, you know. And again, it, as a rule in comics, sometimes people hate that there's no battles or bad guys. Um, but I kind of, we both kind of grew up with reading the X-Men when the X-Men went shopping in a shopping mall and it was the coolest thing in the world right. and, and all, you know, and it's, yeah. and, and we, lo I love the Peter Parker, Mary Jane, Gwen Stacy stuff. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, and then there's Spider-Man, he swings and, and beats a and guy up. And who doesn't <laughs> love that story when Harley and Ivy kidnap Bruce Wayne at Christmas time and take him shopping. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right? So, I love that's one that's my I think that's my favorite Harley story. I love that one. What's your favorite Harley story? Oh, I don't know. I think the no. next, I think the Lobo one is pretty close. Oh, yeah. The one we have with Lobo. Um anybody ever seen the show Naked and Afraid? Yes. On, okay. <laughs> this is an outer space version of that. Uh, where Harley and, and uh, Lobo get stuck on a planet together and they have to survive. And it's insane. And it's, it is, like, I don't, we, we're, we're laughing. We're not going to call it naked in a frame. We're going to call it naked in belligerent. Yeah, naked in belligerent. <laughs> um, but we're laughing because there's so much madness. Simon Bisley's the artist on it who drew the original uh, Lobo series. And um, it's such a crazy issue. Every time the pages come in, we kind of think we're going to get a phone call from D.C. saying, <laughs> what is wrong with you people? And, um, That's right. I have to draw my little red flags, too. I haven't drawn them yet. Yeah, we have a lot of balloon placement that needs to go like this Everywhere. level and that level and that level. Um, we got the pages. We're like... Uh-oh. <laughs> but but that, said, that, that said, it makes total sense that these characters, like when Harley's so Harley in it and Lobo is so Lobo, and writing it, you realize that it's, to, to me at least, when I was writing it, I thought, oh my God, it's, it's uh, like Lobo is, is Bugs Bunny and Harley is Daffy Duck right now. <laughs> like the way they're talking to each other, it's like, I'm like, oh my God, I'm having flashbacks to my childhood. They're so, they just... <laughs> They're just so crazed. They're yelling at each other, and uh, you know, it's it, that was a fun book to to, to write. That was that was yeah. a good one. Yeah. I love when Harley has team ups. I think that's one of the reasons why I love Little Black Book. Yeah. yeah. And are there team ups that you you think in your head and you want to happen, or are there some? Oh yeah, always. I Godzilla mean, was mine. I'd love to do Harley Godzilla because <laughs> I know she'd put a little saddle on his back. You know, and, and, uh, and yeah. don't step on that building. Don't step on that. Bu that's that a good one, building. That's that a good one. restaurant. That one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, step on that step one. Step on that one. That one's terrible. Yeah. That's a, you know. Uh, what are you? Any, anything? Uh, I mean, you know, outside of DC. I mean, Lobo, you know, uh, uh, Deadpool would be great, obviously. Yes. Yeah. Um, thus the creation of Red Tool. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. But Red Tool actually is a lot more sentimental and sweet than when initially we were yeah. going to make him very Deadpoolish. You know, I wrote Deadpool for a year, so I was like, okay, I can do this. And then as we write it, I'm like, no, he's kind of sweet. In yeah. a weird way. Yeah. And, uh, yeah he's a softie. And sometimes the characters, as you're writing them, they, they kind of take on their own little personality and you can't really bring it back anymore, you know, which is an odd thing that happens when you write. Any team up you were thinking of? Oh, man. Well, I, I was hoping to do a little black book with Big Barda, but Jimmy's like, no, no, we need to do it with like a, a more, you know, established character. Yeah, because then we have to do yeah. a lot of establishing of who Big Barda is. Right. Yeah, she's is, not as well known as, say, Lobo. Or, It'd be a good yeah. mini series. Shouldn't be, but it's a little obscure. I know. It's a little it's like, I do want to put, like, one of these days I'd like to put Barda in, in the book. How about, I think Gossamer would be great. Harley Quinn got the, you know, the big red fuzzy guy from Bugs the Bunny. One, yeah, there's that cover. There's that <laughs> yeah. alternate cover. We're like, this should actually happen. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I don't know. What are you guys? Any ideas for Harley team up? Anything? You could shout them out. Don't be shy. What's that? 
Daffy Duck would probably, she'd just be like blowing his beak off with a shotgun. It'd be spinning around and then he'd come back and she'd shoot it again and get frustrated. Duck season, rabbit season, duck season, rabbit season. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Harley and, and Poison Ivy, they have that relationship. And I love the road trip issue with Catwoman and Poison Ivy. That was really fun. Uh, were there any stories that like Gotham City Sirens or anything that kind of put that together or any inspiration for that just or just the dynamic of that book that, just, could been, that book could have been 300 pages oh yeah without <laughs> the yeah, way we were writing it we did it, not we have decided. enough pages no. for that book we're like <laughs> no. yeah we we ran out of pages we ran out of it was you know like, we could have just gone so far with it yeah <laughs> it could be like road trip two i think we can maybe do yeah as because uh there was so much stuff we wanted to do and we had to cram it like their overnight in vegas was just said out loud what they did instead of us showing it you know and uh Go ahead, yeah. No, I, I, I yeah, you're right. It, it, it could have gone. They're I great. Think. They're great characters. Yeah. Together, we we always watch like bringing too many guests in because then it, again it becomes about something else. Right. So that's why the black book was created. But at the same time, it is really fun to watch Harley interact with other people and how they react to her. You know, that's like a huge fun thing for me. Yeah. I don't the, know about this, you. the Superman one coming up. That's the next one coming up. Um, probably in like a, less than a month, and um, it's a little black book five. And we took the Superman versus Muhammad, Muhammad Ali, Ali book, cover, yeah. if you remember from Neil Adams from the 70s, and we took out Muhammad Ali and put Harley in. And we have Neil Adams drew it. And it was it, great. It, it's insane. But, you know, that was like a 70-something page book. Ours is 38. Um, yeah, so and have. poor Neil Adams had to draw this. So Every, you can go pat him on the back. Again. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, but we do have Harley boxing with Superman, that was pretty fun to <laughs> yeah. do. And um, it, it, you know, it's one of those things, if you read it and never read the original, it works. But if you read the original <laughs> and read this, your head's going to explode because we just, as we were writing it, we were laughing at some of the craziness in it, very 70s crazy. And we're like, okay, how do we make that work now? And uh, again, Superman and Harley, it's just an odd combo. Right. Because Superman literally can just take Harley and throw her into like outer space <laughs> and that's the end of her, you know, but, but he's a good guy. Yeah, he would <laughs> never do such a thing. We introduced Superman's balls in the uh, book and it's these little spheres. <laughs> has, I know. I know. It, it, let me finish this sentence. I have to finish this sentence. You know? <laughs> There's these little spheres that have powers. They're Kryptonian balls. And... Um, <laughs> See, what's wrong with you people? And, uh, <laughs> and uh, they have these powers. And uh, the, the one with the, uh, I guess, the, the, uh, the bombshells, she mentions that she has, that's how she's able to go back in time. But the joke is that she got the, she, she ripped them off from the Superman's yeah, fortress. she stole them. She stole them. She stole them. And that's explained in issue five and why in issue four she has them. Like because one of the balls shampoos. takes her back in time. So we yeah. actually, issue five was actually <laughs> issue... Four should be five, five should be four, but because of Superman's balls, <laughs> it works out. You, you'll read it, you'll, you'll get it. And you'll it's like also, it. <laughs> they're also in uh, the Lobo issue, because that's how yeah. she uses one of Superman's balls to get into outer space. What's wrong with you guys? What's the matter? <laughs> what? What? what is, so the, shocked so by the, this story. Does the line. word basketballs make you laugh like that? What's, what's, uh, all right, it does. <laughs> Football? Is that funny? I don't know. Okay. It kind of is, actually. <laughs> I agree that the characters that kind of surround Harley, she still stands out, which is, yeah. and you get to know her personality. And I wanted to touch upon the, the Harley Quinn and the gang of Harleys. Where did that concept come from? Well, it, it, the, you know what? We were thinking about the gang of Harleys, and we wanted her to have... We were actually really inspired also by car cosplayers, because yes. there's like a million different ways to be Harley. You know, and I'm like, this is, you know, there's all kinds of Harleys out there. There should be all kinds of Harleys in the book. And that's, you know, that was like the beginning of the inspiration for the gang of Harleys. Yeah, they, they definitely cosplayers we'd be at conventions and we people would come up to the table they do a victorian harley they do yeah. this kind of harley they do that kind of, and we were yeah. like racing harley. man yeah racing yeah. harley all these yeah. crazy harleys and we're like <laughs> oh we have to do a book where we kind of have a, a a group of characters we also thought that um you know 
I don't know why we do. We, we just made it up. That's I hate to say, like, a lot of times we just make stuff up. <laughs> okay, that's our job. We make stuff up. And we were just laughing at something, and the gang of Harleys, and I was like, oh, that would be great. And we used, the, we used New York as a, a framing for them because we had all the boroughs in New York, so there's a Bronx Harley, Queens Harley, Long Island, you know. Yeah. And uh, the Staten Island ones didn't last too long because they were underage. There's a um, perfect example right there that just walked in. Yeah, there you go. A great-looking Harley. A great-looking Harley. <laughs> An awesome Harley. <laughs> yes. She's like, she's like, why did you point out? Me? <laughs> I, I could have been sleeping. We were just talking about awesome, awesome cosplayers. <laughs> no, that, that makes perfect sense. Because I see tons of Harleys, all different types of Harleys yeah. at cons. Even here, even yesterday for the first day, there, we saw 20 different Harleys. Yeah, yeah, oh, it's yeah. great. And, and you know what? They can be so different, but it's all so recognizable as Harley. Yes, yeah, so you know that it's Harley, yeah. even though it looks, it may look different. Right, they yeah. don't do that with like Superman or Batman. No, or they're right. always, you know, Harley is a character that you can own. Yes. And uh, and the movie even owned it, right? They did exactly. their own version right there, and that yes. was well, kind of different. Of, you yeah, know? but speaking of the movie, how did you like Margot Robbie's Harley Quinn? She, she, I thought she really did a great job. She just, she, the voice in my head sounds very similar to Margot Robbie's voice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we went to the uh, DC, uh, was nice enough to invite us to the premiere, and we were at a party afterwards, and there she was. So we like got together, and we we're like, "Well, let's go up to her and say hi." You know, so <laughs> when only, are we going to have this chance right, again? When are we going to ever see Margot <laughs> Robbie again? And we went up and introduced ourselves, and you know, said we write the comic, and she was so sweet. She's like, "Oh my God, I love the comic!" Blah blah blah. And they said, "Did I do okay? Is there anything I should do to make it better?" <laughs> that was so and, sweet. We're like, yeah. "Wow!" And we were like, "No, you're <laughs> you, you're you, perfect." You and did I, just and I said, if, fine. If, if you can get rid of everybody else in the movie, that'd be great. <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, yeah, but. <laughs> no, we, we, you know, but we, we enjoyed the movie. I mean, the yeah. story of the movie is, you know, needs some help. I mean, I think so, you know. Yeah. Um, the characters, I thought there was, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I just didn't, I just didn't understand. Well, we're not going to ruin it. Did anybody, everybody see it here or nobody, somebody not see it? Raise a hand. Oh, okay. okay, now you got to stick oh. your fingers Am I going to ruin it if? <laughs> okay, this is one of those movies that was so much fun and the characters were so great, it kind of pushed away the rest of the movie. They would yeah. just... Every time those characters were on screen, I got to admit, it yeah, was great. Her, you know? Will Smith, and yeah. I, I They're sitting that. in a bar talking, and I'm like, this is better. This is like Tarantino kind of stuff going on here. <laughs> yeah. Like, what's, what, this is so crazy. Um, the, 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 movie for me, the movie for me <laughs> felt like this is, the second one's going to be completely insane then, you know, because if they figured out what's working here. Um, yeah, the, you know, there was one little thing where they had to get to the top of a tower. I'm not going to ruin it, but the five guys didn't see it. And then the minute they get to the top of the tower, they, she's like, okay, let's get a helicopter here. And I'm like, well, why couldn't you do that 10 minutes earlier? You know, I'm like, what, what, what's going on? Um, but the Harley character, she was amazing. I thought Deadshot was great, too. I got it. I, I, her and Deadshot were the movie for me. Um, you know, yeah. but I, 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 I just watched online, of course, because I have nothing to do. And Waller, um, she was good too. Amanda I watched Waller. some extra. They have the in the DVD. They have these extra scenes with Joker and Harley that are in the DVD, and I'm like, okay, now I got to get that. Uh, you know. Right. <laughs> 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 well, I, I agree. I think that when Harley was on the screen, then when she went off, you were like, where is she? She yeah. needs to come back. Because yeah. like, she definitely stole the show. I think yeah. she was the highlight of the film, even if the plot wasn't as strong. Not the maybe. highlight. Yeah, it was like Harley Ghostbusters in a way. <laughs> yeah. You know, it was a little bit. I didn't understand the giant array of, like, microwave ovens spinning and, tires. and spinning tires. <laughs> yeah. and, I, and I, you know, I don't want to pick on it too much because I, I actually, we had fun and we saw it twice. You know, we went back. To well, we had again. to see it twice because we, we were lucky enough to get invited to the premiere, but the sound, it was in a theater that's made for live acts and the sound was terrible. So we kept going, what, what did they say? What, what, you know, so yeah. we went to see it again. And, and I got to say, during the premiere, Will Smith came out with the whole cast on stage and it was a small, it was at the Beacon Theater in New York. And, um, and Will Smith said, "This check out how diverse this cast is. And it was so true. Like, that movie had the most diverse cast of yes. any superhero movie I've ever seen. And I, I thought that alone was fantastic. You know, that, that we were like, okay, we're in. This is great, you know. <laughs> I think it was last year when they were celebrating Margot Robbie's birthday on the set. And she had a Harley Quinn cake. And it had different Harley comics. And one of your comics yeah. was on there. And yeah, first of all, I want to say I love your covers. Thank your you. Your Harley Quinn covers, they draw me in every time. Do you have 
a favorite cover or did you have one that maybe was a little bit challenging to put together? I have I have a couple of covers that I, re- I really enjoyed that number 31 where it's the all black background. Yes. That one I really, you know, I just an idea that popped into my head and I was like, all right, you know, I, this is, I think, was I, had I broken my arm already when we did that, when I did that? Yeah. So I needed to do something really simple, you know, because I only had one <laughs> hand. Um, and it, it worked out really well. Um, the one I just did for the uh, the Bahamas vacation, I'm really pleased with because Harley and Ivy have a great look on their faces. They're just like, you know, <laughs> like there's, there's naked, you know, octogenarians everywhere. How do we, <laughs> how do we handle this? So, um, and I'm, I'm trying to think. There's always, like, the ones where she's with animals on the cover. I always enjoy drawing animals. Um, the Wonder Woman one I like. The Wonder Woman one was really fun. Um, I know I'm forgetting one that I was really, think there's one. Oh, I like the one, um, this is an alternate cover where she's got a French fry sticking out of her mouth and there's a fly on her French fry and she's just about to shoot it off of the French, with a big gun. <laughs> no, um, and the bear, the one where she's riding a bear. That's also an alternate cover. Yeah, we got to do a story where she rides a bear. We haven't figured it out yet, but it's fun for a cover, but to figure out her riding a bear with honey is just, okay, we'll get get there. The alternate covers are great because they don't have to have anything to do with the story inside. Like, I try, the main cover, I try and sort of tie it in with what's going on inside, but the alternate cover, it's like, whatever. (laughs) What would Harley do? Okay, you know, so. I love Chad Harden's interior work. Oh, he's so good. Yeah. Amanda, are you going to be doing interior work? I want for to Harley so bad. That is my favorite thing to do: is draw interior. You know, like do graphic storytelling. You know, that's my, you know, sequential comic. That's that's what I was bred to do. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, the you know what, writing and doing the covers and then writing bi monthly. Um, it just puts such a tax on my time. I just never get a chance to do it as much as I'd like to. So Sorry, I, I don't get to do it as <laughs> as much as I, I wish I could. So, um, uh, But yeah, I, I miss, I actually, writing is fun, but I really miss drawing, you know, like in interiors. I, I miss that so much. That's really my favorite thing to do. You, you tell me you hate writing. Well, that's when I'm exhausted and doing the dishes. <laughs> she does to me. I can't stand writing. How do you do this? Uh. And then I write something. She goes, no, no, no. you got to change that. That's, uh, and I'm like, mm, okay. So how is that? You both are writing. I mean, you give each um, other notes. D- you're like, oh, I hate that and cross it out. No, no. I, it's funny because Jimmy sort of, I say, Jimmy builds the house and then I paint and decorate it. So he like, you know, we talk about what we want to happen in a plot and, you know, a certain storyline. And then Jimmy goes in and he, you know, just lays everything out. Then it goes to the artist and the artist, you know, does all the art. And then it comes back to me and then I just like redo all the dialogue. And sometimes I don't redo the dialogue. Sometimes it's great, you know, and. Um, Not very often, though. She, does, she, <laughs> she almost redoes everything. everything well, you know why is I have like Harley's voice really clearly in my head. You know, I could just like I could hear her talk when I read it. I could just hear her talk and I just, you know. It's a wonderful dance of compromises, you know. Yeah. We, we both like, I, I, when she actually does the finish polish, so right before it goes, it's gonna go out to the printer. Mm. She's the one that goes through everything, and I never go back to it. I just say <laughs> she knows what she's doing, and I don't go back. My job, usually when you're doing that, I'm two issues ahead yeah. of her, so yeah. <laughs> I can't even think about like going back and reading it again because I'm trying to move the story. And again, with it bi-weekly, it's tough. You know, because uh, right now we have, uh, I, I know I have issue 12 in my room that I started, you know, and I think issues. Oh, 12 already? Six comes out. Uh, Ooh. Yeah. Oh, no, seven <laughs> comes out this week, which is the third part with her as a punk rocker with the Mohawk, which people are very vocal on the internet telling me they hate it. Hair grows. Calm that. down. They're like, I, they're like, I hate that. Why did you ruin the character? And I'm like, she gets rid of it in another issue. Well, relax, relax. She's undercover. You know, it, it was um, the, the three issues was uh, I was watching Point Break, the, not the remake. Don't don't nobody watch <laughs> the original one with Keanu Reeves where he goes undercover as a car, you know, as as a surfer. And I said, how cool would it be, Harley, undercover as a punk rock, you know, thing? And then Amanda's like, yeah, we got to put her in a mohawk. And I'm like, yeah. absolutely. And 
honestly, it's one of the few characters in comics you can do that and not get the editors and DC Comics losing their mind going, what did you do? Um, you know, you have so much freedom with Harley. We're so lucky like. that way. We are so lucky that counting way. Counting the days. I know. <laughs> the issue issue eight was the one where because there's a lot of nudity that you don't see. Uh, Chad Harden, you know, went in and every time there was something exposed, a parakeet would fly by, or a, or a tennis ball would go by, or a drink umbrella would be there. It was very Austin Powers, you know, that whole thing. Because um, I because I said, you know, draw it regular and we'll cover it with the word balloons and he goes no no I got some creative ways to do it yeah and, it's uh, much more fun to do it that way than to cover it with word balloons I think it's a dog <laughs> jumping at one point there's some craziness <laughs> like every time there's something <laughs> there um, but we, we we always say you know go in and push the envelope is the way we write the book just just give it exactly what we want to say and then we wait for DC to tell us okay you've gone too far or that's insane or how are you yeah. going to pull that off or why is that even there do you get that a lot or is it more we are we are the king and queen of red flags ah. yeah we when the the one that, the initial one was the um when she had the scatapult which is this catapult that shoots poop right on off the ceiling she had ceiling. to get rid of all that animal poop right and 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 we wrote in a script that because the you know people were complaining about the DCU and we had her aim it towards the DC building and hit the windows of DC and and it was in there where Dan was explaining the new thing we're gonna do the new 52 and Jim Lee's sitting there with the hat and then the windows go brown you know and um, and and we wrote that and they were okay with that and I was like what here's what they weren't okay oh, yeah. with. Yes. Which was really, really funny. When they were flinging it at, like, other things, like, you know, some of the rides in Coney Island, they didn't complain about there being poo being flung all over Brooklyn and New York. They thought the pieces in the foreground were just too big. And they're like, get rid of those. We don't want to see that much poop in detail. Yeah, I think, I think Chad, Chad drew one with, like, corn in it and stuff. And, and they were like... And they were like, yeah, like you have to get that out of there, you know. And and uh, yeah, and and again, we get the shaking head when we see that. Actually, when he's on the phone, I can hear his head shaking. You can hear the eye rolls. The, <laughs> but that's all Amanda, by yeah. the way. Okay. I, I, I do like my scatological humor. Please tell everybody humor. that because they do. blame me for it. It's I, all I do like my scatological humor. It's a mad I'm magazine like, I'm, kid. Yeah, I'm like a I'm like an eight year old. You know, it's like somebody tells a poop joke. I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> well, with stories like that <laughs> and all of the books, it's Harley's one of the most popular characters now from the, and it's crazy because she was a walk-on role yeah. when she was created, and now she's literally in top five, top four of the most popular DC characters, and you work with her, I think she's now like your baby. I mean, why do you think she is as popular as she is today? Just the character itself. I mean, maybe it's because you know there's there's so many comics out there that are so grim and angst-ridden and she's just refreshing. And um and it's good to I think it's good to have characters that have a personality that's not always, you know, just like you know, like or perfect. Or perfect. I th I think that's the, the the other appeal is that she's not you know, she's not perfect. And I mean, everybody loves Wonder Woman. I love, I grew up with Wonder Woman, but, and everybody aspires to be Wonder Woman, but it's impossible. And I think Harley is very easy to identify with, you know, and, and you can still be, you know, you can be extremely imperfect and still be really fun. Yeah, and she has a heart. We, we make sure her heart's in the right place. Very protective of animals. That's us. We're, we, you know, we'll take care of animals probably before people at some times, <laughs> you know, because they just don't have, you know, they don't, they don't have it in they're themselves. They're truly, yeah, they're yeah. truly little innocent Innocence. creatures. Yeah, and, um, <laughs> and uh, Most so, of the time. <laughs> so, you know, the first issue out of the gate, we had her dealing with a guy that was abusing an animal. You know, we, right away we established yeah. that part of her. Um, but, I, yeah, I just think that, I think it's a two things. I think it's, again, what you were saying. People can relate to not being perfect and then yet getting away with stuff. And, and, uh, and then it's a wish fulfillment character. Mm -hmm. It's like, you know, what if, what if this happened to you? What would you do? Well, what would Harley do is a great phrase, <laughs> right? Because somebody cuts in line in front of you. Well, you go, oh, okay, you know. 
but what would Harley do? And, and um, <laughs> It's what you fantasize that you could do, you know? Like, yeah, somebody cuts you off, you know, it, on, on the highway. You wish you had a rocket launcher mounted to the hood of your car, but that's illegal. And whereas Harley, she would mount a rocket launcher to the front of her car and use it, you know? I, it, she, it, it's funny because my, my car, I have... Um, <laughs> I went online uh, looking for a license plate. You know, in, in Florida, you, all you need is one plate. I don't know if that's the same thing here. You don't have to have one in the front and the back. Yeah, certain states have, you I don't know, know what license it is. Is that, plates is in the that the, the same back? thing here? You have to have two plates. Okay. Okay. I think in New York, too. But in Florida, only one. Uh, again, just on the crazy back. Florida. Um, <laughs> just on the back. So, um, because, yeah, nobody chases you in a chase in the front. I guess that makes sense. Um, so, I bought this, um, the license plate. From Amazon, I don't even know if it's legitimate, a, a legitimate thing, <laughs> but it was the one with Harley and all the animals with blood, and that's the front of my car, and it's just so funny to people that look at the car, like the odd looks. <laughs> they either like smile and get it, or, uh, and actually now I have the, uh, if anybody gets Loot Crate, I got that little hood ornament of Green Arrow, did anybody get that with a magnet? And I shoved it on the front of my car, I have like a Hyundai a Sonata. Sonata from 2005, <laughs> but it looks like a Rolls Royce now with that green arrow thing on the front. And, it, and it's a magnet, you know, so you stick it on the front. Rolls Royce-ish. And it's been on the car two weeks. Nobody's stolen it yet. Like two weeks. You had to understand in New York it would last five minutes. It would, you put it on and the guy would, there would be a line of people waiting. We'd just go next yeah, and he would come York over and take it. had one of those antenna balls. With it, like a smiley face? Yeah, or, and they unscrewed oh, that. Oh, it was like an Evil Ernie one or something. I can't remember what it yeah, was. Or a Watchmen one. And it was gone within yeah, a day. I screwed it into my antenna, go out of the store, and it's gone. I'm like, why would you take that? Like, what, what is the... But the Green Arrow one's been lasting, you know? So we got five minutes. You just yell. Yeah. Um, well, for the last five minutes we have, if you guys have any questions, this is the time to ask. So. It could be random. Yes, it could be, it could be anything. <laughs> Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah. It was it was like it was actually a little nerve-wracking, you know, because we, we had to, like, make sure we got it right, you know, and it felt like it felt, it needed to feel really right, like, you know, she's, and it couldn't be too cut and dry because it wouldn't be realistic, like, if she just went in and, like, it had to be, like, really sort of gut-wrenching for her. So when it's gut-wrenching for the character that you're so tied into, you, you have to really identify with it, and you could really feel it in the pit of your stomach, you know, it's, no. Yeah, it was a, it was extremely grounded moment for the a book that's usually quite insane. Yeah. Um, and when I was initially, I was researching it. Um, you know about people that are abused and and how uh, it affects them later on. Even though the abuse stopped, how years later, and then how there's this regret, there's this guilt, there's all these different emotions when somebody's abused. And you know, a, a third person looks and goes, "Well, it's not your fault." And, and it's a nice sentence. Right, it's a but... nice sentence. But the reality of that yeah. is you can't, it's not what the person is going through. So when we wrote the scene, we did a ton of research on how people would react. And if you notice, her dialogue is not antagonizing. She's trying, she's trying to talk to him, and he's poking, and he's pushing buttons, and he's pushing buttons. And the first time she gets, it, it, the first person that touches the other person is him. He puts his finger on her. And these are trigger things, right, right? And, and, and what happens in that scene, so there's a lot of research went into that because we said, okay, if we're going to deal with this, the fact that there's this abusive relationship, how would the payback be? And, and, and then we had to take what we knew and then say, okay, but now it's Harley, right? <laughs> so it's not going to be 100% of what a person, a regular person would be because she has all these other demons going on. And it is Harley. There's a bad side to her as well. But in that scene, she was, you know, she was let him be aggressive. Uh, and he was. And so that scene made sense. It was very, very, very thought out. And like I said, our editor, Chris, added his two cents, which was great. Um, you know, you can't have an ego when you're writing. Because if somebody points out something, you got to go, 
that's a great idea. Yeah. I didn't even think of that. He he always has a lot of good points. Yeah. You know? um, so. so we and we knew people were going to be dissecting it. I remember Mary Sue did like a whole article on just the two three pages, and we're like. You know, okay. Um, you know, and and, and uh, the internet has no problem telling you when you're wrong. You know that, right? Yeah. But uh, wow. Oh, good. So I'm glad that it, and I'm hoping that it affected you positively. Good. Good for you. Good for you. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And she had a yeah, joke. Uh, you had another question? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes. She is a hopeless. That's exactly what she is. Right. <laughs> Yeah, it's fun. And specifically because of the character connection, even though I, I've heard the question production, so that got in the way of character development. But in that, in that show, it's part of my character connection. Awesome. Well, there you go. That's great. <laughs> but yeah, she, she, she is in love with love. You know, she falls in love at the drop of a hat, and she just, you know, she sees the, you know, the world in Disney princess eyes, even though she's, you know, an insane psycho killer, you know? <laughs> yeah, we, we, you know, it, it's, 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 it's always, no matter what she does, we keep her grounded enough that we understand her POV. So as insane as she gets at times, and she does, you know, she takes things way too far, but as we have to make it so it's understandable within the character. Again, a, a, a delicate balance because it, really it, is, is. it is a good guy, bad guy kind of uh, character. And yeah. I, you know, the one complaint I will say that I get thrown at me is a lot. They, you know, when they don't like something, they throw it at me. When they like it, they, they um, was that she should be meaner, she should be more violent, she should be. And I'm, I'm like, if the circumstance arises that something has to happen, fine. But I'm not just going to turn her on just for the sake of doing it. And like, also, we, we, you know, we were saying before you, before you came in, sorry to attract all that attention to you, <laughs> but before we were saying that we were trying to sort of integrate the idea, you know, Harley's character that Bruce Tim and Paul Dini created, and she was, you know, she was crazy and, you know, psychotic, but she wasn't, you know, like just killing for the sake of, you know, killing. She was... She was different, you know, back then, and we were trying to bring that back in a little bit more, you know. So we're trying to integrate the two characters, you know, yeah. the 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 classic Harley and the newer Harley. Yeah, I would say even in the in the good moments when they were getting along, if Joker went and kicked a kitten or something, she would lose it. No matter how much she liked the Joker, she would have strangled him, you know. And that's always there in the character. So in, what what Bruce and and uh, Paul did that character. They just created an amazing character. We're just happy to keep keep it going. But it's really their their baby. They they they. Uh, you know, I wish I could say we created, but we haven't. But we're, <laughs> we're happy to keep it rolling. No, you, and thank you so much for doing Harley Quinn because it definitely is refreshing to the character, and you've made it your own, and everyone loves it. So, thank you so I want much. to thank everyone for coming. Thank you, Carol, and thank, thank you to Amanda Connor and Jimmy Pagliotti.